What up, what up, what up? Welcome, everybody, to our Dune Review. Thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode we put out from the broadcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Dune, directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis? Denis? Damn it, I had it before the show. <laughs> I had it before the show. I got the pronunciator and, and, and an interviewer. He's saying his name and everything. All right. Get that in post. He didn't. Anyway, <laughs> tonight we're going to be doing spoilers, 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 spoilers ahead for uh, a Dune. It says right there in the title, Fumble. Shout out to Adam. <laughs> What's going on, bro? How are you guys doing out there? You should have had time to watch the movie Dune. So uh, without further ado, let's see who we got joining us tonight for the review. We've got Doc Chris. Spicing it up, baby. We got TV's Casey. Quisatadarak. <laughs> and I'm your host, the back of your funky Sergio. How are you guys doing out there? Yeah! So, guys, uh, Dune dropped, starring a huge cast of well known people. We got Timothy Chalamet as our main boy. We got Oscar Isaac as the head of House Atreides. Josh Brolin here as one of the head uh, lieutenants of House Atreides. Batista as the enforcer uh, of, of House, House Harkonnen. We've got Most Zendaya playing one of the Fremen, Trini. We got Rebecca Ferguson. Playing Lady Jessica, one of the Bene Gesserit. Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. Yeah, I love that he's just Jason Momoa in this one, dude. <laughs> he's Jason Momoa in everything. <laughs> he's so good. Stellan Skarsgård, amazing as Vladimir, the the head of a Harsh Harkonnen, House Harkonnen. See that ten times fast. House Harkonnen. I'm, so, I'm so used to saying Harkonnen because of the '80s movie. Ah, and now it's all just like it's like potato, potato. It's like wait, I'm used to saying potato. Javier Bardem as Stilgar. Man, Javier Bardem can't do it. So these actors, so they can't do no wrong. Can't do uh, no wrong. They got so many people. Apparently, this they really thought this was a big biscuit risk because they didn't announce that it was a part one of two until the opening credits of the movie. Yes. That, that that was that was that was a big surprise. Uh, it was a bit that was a bit spoiled for me. There was a part two be, a little bit before it came out because I accidentally saw like somebody's uh, tweet out there in the media, and I was like, "Damn, y'all can shut up for a little bit." I, I get it. You got to get your clicks <laughs> on Route sixty six. All right, so Dune, everyone. For those unfamiliar with the story, of Dune, it's a big, uh, weird bag of cast, but they've kind of bowled it down uh, to to the layman here. So think about it like space. Game of Thrones, right? You have different houses. You have a you have a king, but instead of a king, it's an emperor. You don't see the emperor in this movie of Dune, but there is talk in the movie of him being a jealous and wealthy man, very jealous and very wealthy. And what is he jealous of? He's jealous of House Atreides, uh, headed by Oscar Isaac, and uh, with the prince uh, Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides. Why? Uh, it seems like some of the other houses, even though we didn't see a lot of them, are looking towards uh, House Atreides for leadership. Um, throughout the movie, you hear how they're coming up and they're rising. Uh, they're able to uh, t take over and dominate certain systems with uh, certain tactics. House Harkonnen, the other house, uh, headed by Stellan Skarsgård and enforced by Dave Batista. They are on uh, planet Arrakis, a.k.a. Dune, which houses the most uh, important mineral material resource in the entire galaxy. Spice. He who controls the spice controls the universe. Controls the universe. <laughs> I love that was a bit of like, a bit of like Skeletor. You put a little Cobra Commander stank on it. Right. <laughs> a little Cobra Commander. No, a little, uh, I no. like that. <laughs> he controls it, he man. 
Um, <laughs> so spice, uh, if you're unfamiliar, is used for everything. It's used for interstellar travel as fuel. Um, it's a hallucinogen and a, a very holy item seen by the Fremen, the local people of Dune. And if you have that, you have basically the universe by the balls. Um, so how's Harkonnen, headed by uh, uh, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård, a.k.a. Vanamir, and De Batista have been uh, mining Dune for about 80 years, becoming <laughs> wealthier than the Emperor. But for whatever reason, the Emperor is not jealous of them. I guess he had they're more in line with the Emperor. That part is I very am clear. displeased. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because the Emperor is uh, kind of getting jealous of the rise of House Atreides, he uh, devises a little plan here. He takes Dune from uh, House Harkonnen and he gives it to House Atreides, saying, hey, you guys are going to mine. Uh, Arrakis now. You guys are going to go to Dune. You guys are going to mine this spice, and you got to deliver me that spice. So, uh, reluctantly, the house, the head of House Atreides, Oscar Isaac Leto, uh, takes it in. He's like, yes, there is no call that our house will not answer, and we will uh, abide by the Emperor's wishes. Let's go. Meanwhile, the rest of the house is just like, are we sure about this? <laughs> like, this is going to lead to war, death. I mean, you're talking about, you know, one house had uh, over 80 years the most sought after resource in the entire universe, entire galaxy, and they become super rich. Now that's being taken from them, given to their house. That's not going to sit well. All right. And uh, you've had <laughs> you've had Josh Brolin, uh, uh, who plays Gurney, talk about how he's he's fought them and they're vicious. They're brutal. He's like, they're, they're almost not human. And we're being put in charge of this spice now in charge of this planet. Uh, some stuff is going to happen. I, I can guarantee they're not going to take this line down. All right. Things are about to go down. Meanwhile, uh, Timothy Chalamet is um, kind of learning uh, the powers of the Bene Gesserit. The Bene Gesserit, for all intents and purposes, are like space witches, right? They're usually all women. Um, but Rebecca, Fer Fer Rebecca Ferguson, his mother, Lady Jessica, um, birthed him. And now he has some of this power. So basically, he's the, he's the boy in the Jesuit. Yeah, <laughs> the boy, the boy in the Jesuit. This guy's with boner Jesuit. Weird. Pause. Uh, <laughs> so, so it, uh, pretty much in uh, in the literature, they don't describe it as as magic. They basically hone their skills to where they can let out a certain tone of their voice to get you to to do things. Kind of like uh, what's his name in Jessica Jones, a purple man, purple man, or um, preacher. Um, the voice of God, yes. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. so, 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 sort of just like pass me that water now. But he says it a certain way, a certain tone to you, and it's like it's like it's like, it's like, it's like this big. I loved how it says this big, and we're it's talking so we talk about the the, the 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 sound in a moment. Uh, you you have to do it. You're compelled to do it. It's almost like magic. But they talk about how they hone their skills. So it's not quite magic. Still within the the, the sci-fi realm. So he and uh, and Lady Jessica are kind of you know uh, like kind of getting that going. Meanwhile, <laughs> they're the Fremen uh, on on Dune are having a conundrum. Right, these basically colonizers are always coming on their planet. Uh, you know, taking the resource of spice, which is kind of holy to them. Uh, kind of messing things up with the sandworms, which are also kind of like like holy figures to, to them. They know that, that a new ruler is coming. It's 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 not a good time for them. They just want to be left alone on Arrakis. They want to be left alone on Arrakis and Dune. If something does come down to mine, like just just let us be. Just let us live our lives. You know what I mean? Can these white people please leave us alone? <laughs> Basically. These these space whites. <laughs> Can these space colonizers just let us chill? Go ahead and mine this big this big old planet. We get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of spice. Like go for it, but just leave us alone. And they're like, no, we're not going. We're going to use you. Uh, but which which is also part of Oscar Isaac's plan. Lita Atreides, who's just like, okay, we've dominated other systems using different kinds of power, air power, sea power, but we need sand power. 
Dune power. We need the Fremen. So we're not going there to dominate them like the Harkonnen are doing. We're going to kind of have an alliance with them because there's no way we can survive there and our people can survive and survive without them. Uh, and when he meets with, with the head of him, Javier Bardin, uh, Stilgard, he's kind of surprised. He's like, huh, you kind of want to work with this? Interesting. Uh, okay. I'm, I came here to tell you uh, that you're not going to rule us over. And he's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we kind of need your help. This planet is, 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 isn't hospitable to us. We were I love that he fucking, planet. the best bit about that is he spits on the table and it's like, excuse <laughs> me? And it's like, no, no, no. He's sharing his precious moisture with you. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I right. love that. Yeah, just some more going down seems, there. Seems legit. Yeah, I got off of Duncan Idaho, but it was sent uh, ahead of time before like the royal family to to kind of like parlay with the with the people and be like, all right, uh, let's 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 kind of see what they're about. He's like, yeah, I found them. They're cool. They're down. I told them that we're cool. We're down, and they're gonna come meet you. And I love the whole scene. But uh, yeah, uh, things often things ensue, and we are in the foray of Dune. In a, oh my god! So guys, uh, before we go any further, I want us to uh, have this roundtable discussion here. So. We saw the three-minute-long trailer for Dune, right? It's it seasoned our chops. This movie, talking about how it was damn near impossible to make. There was a movie back in the day, which a lot of people do like. A lot of people do like. But uh, it, it, to be made in modern times was a feat that a lot of people were saying, how are they going to pull this off? Is this going to be any good? It there was, can't be done. It needs to be a sci-fi original TV series. Yep. There's a lot of lot of talk being like, this shouldn't be a movie. This should be a TV series. Um, uh, can Denis Villeneuve actually pull this off? Like, what's going on? So, Chris, all of that on Denis Villeneuve's shoulders. What did you think of the movie Dune? All right. I'm going to say what I think, but I also want to add, uh, and I have you guys also add a little bit as well. Um, I, see, I saw this movie... I have neither read the books nor have I seen the original Dune movie. So I want to know from you guys where where you guys fell when you say what what you thought of it as well. Um so I'm coming in completely like completely new, completely fresh. Yeah. Um I really liked it. I really liked this movie. I didn't I didn't necessarily like wasn't like super hyped for it. I was like, okay, whatever. I know people like really like this, but whatever. The trailer looks cool, but like I don't I know nothing about this. The trailer didn't really give much away. I was like, whatever. It's an event. It's a big sci-fi movie. Uh we were on a big Oscar Isaac kick in our house right now, so like I was like, whatever. We're going to watch this movie. Um I dug it a lot. A lot more than I thought I was going to. Nice dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Let's see. Yeah, I probably should ask that question. Uh, I also had and uh, read the, any of the books, dude. It's very dense. If you know, um, if you know about thirteen dude, books, the first one's like eight hundred pages. Oh my god! It is a brutal doorstop. It's so meaty. <laughs> but but yeah, they need uh, to establish so much. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there, and I was watching some reactions from uh, hardcore Dune fans who have read all the books, who've seen the movies, and I love that they loved it too. They thought it was a great adaptation. But yeah, in regards to me, um, I also hadn't read any of the books. I did see the movie back in the day. I can't remember it. Uh, I was watching some, some clips before I went into the, the movie itself, but uh, having none of that like previous knowledge at all, I thought it was great. I absolutely love the movie. Uh, did you guys see it in IMAX or did you see it in digital at home? I did see it in IMAX. Nice. As I, intended. I did see it at home. Uh, fun fact, we did uh, in the last few months have uh, surround sound put in, and Ooh. it definitely gave my freaking bass uh, 
like my subwoofer <laughs> a friggin' run for its money uh also this movie was dense like this movie yeah. did not hold your hand like i don't know what to i didn't know what to expect but this is like pretty hard sci-fi like yeah. it was it was i think that honestly the best comparison is game of thrones where like it's the story's one step ahead of where you are and a couple scenes later you're gonna you're gonna kind of pick up what just happened um but it was it was good stuff uh casey what about you so where do you stand? i read the book when i was much younger um so i don't remember it as vividly uh it was in my halcyon high school days where i could read books of pretty much any length and just it was fine um unfortunately it didn't really stick so uh i watched the movie also as a teenager for the first time and i was like this is cool but i don't really like this is a lot to take in and this was also the same time i was watching pretty much every little bit of science fiction i could get my hands on like the Mm. same time i watched things like logan's run um like a boy and his dog, all this really great post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, and Dune was kind of interesting because the first five minutes of the movie, they're just they're just explaining how the universe works. Exposition, man. Yeah, it's it's a fucking it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> they just they just explain and explain and explain and set the stage, and I'm like. Oh my god. Um I say this having watched the original just before the new one came out. Um in fact I watched that. I watched both sci-fi channel miniseries about it. Um Damn. just you know, there's been like a a meager handful of adaptations of this. Uh and this is by far the best. Just in terms of um visuals, sound, I mean you name it. It's just it blows everything else away. But that's because it's, you know, it's going up against a movie that was made 40 years ago, um, which was essentially done on a shoestring budget. Like it's cheap, (laughs) that old movie. Um, And the you know, we've all seen sci fi original TV series. Not a great budget ever, really. Um, So it was I'm not saying it would have been difficult for it to to be better in pretty much every way. Um, but it absolutely did the job. Um, I love the performances. Uh, this, I thought this was the first time I'd ever seen Timothy Chalamet in anything, but Ellen corrected me. Um, and she's like, no, you've definitely seen him in other stuff. He may be an indie darling who's now breaching the mainstream, but, (laughs) but yeah, um, I thought he was great. Um, I think it's interesting Zendaya got as high a billing as she did when she's barely in the movie, but that's obviously because there's going to be a part two, um, which will have a much bigger role. Uh, Just really impressed by everything all around. Um, They took everything great about the first film and the book and just made it work. Um, Sitting, watching it in IMAX though was, I guess kind of overwhelming. Like I've never really experienced, um, what is it? Sensory overload before. Um, where I'm just like bombarded <laughs> by sights and sounds. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't typically get out to IMAX too often. Like I have AMC a list, so I probably could. There's AMC um, a list plug. <laughs> yeah, how, how much is it paying you for that plug each time? Dude, I, that listen, AMC a list. I will plug it to the end of days. It's the greatest deal I've ever had as a New Yorker going to see the movies. Um, anyway, what was I saying? 
uh, IMAX. Yes, Overload. Yeah, That's IMAX. It. Which, so like, I, I got green too because I also saw it in IMAX and it was like I felt that movie in my chest. I, <laughs> like, yeah. I felt that I movie got... in every crevasse of my body, and it was tight. Dude, dude. I had to turn down my subwoofer. <laughs> I got it was it was house rattling. It was awesome. I got seats that were like. Re- almost like really close up because i went with somebody on their birthday and they like sitting close like i that's what wait wait like how i'll never understand like how close five rows back from the front what what kind of serial killer friend do you have way too close dude so i'm i'm leaning back looking no 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 unacceptable no i'm in i'm like in my seat like i'm it all the way no, back. your 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 friend is a serial killer with dead wet Bro. bodies in the basement, dude. That is a uh, who who likes to to be that close and then lean up and break your neck like to see a move. What the hell? That's dude, weird. Spider Man three that so, way, so, and it, like you're so close to the screen that everyone's left arm just looks giant. Yeah, but it's it was really so weird. it's so strange. But so I'm like I'm in there, right? Like I'm braced against my seat. The IMAX seats have, you know, the surround sound, like you feel the vibration, you know, mm. like like wind in your face kind of deal. So all the sound was really bombastic. You really felt like you were in the movie. But the thing that drove me fucking crazy was when it would go from dark to light. Oh, my God. And they <laughs> did it so often. When you're sitting that close and the darks are really dark and the lights are really light, Whoa. it's like you're it's like. Stop it. (laughs) We're back to it. It's like it's like your mom whipping open the curtains to wake you up from for like for school. Like it's that kind of a sensation. But you're awake the whole time. It's just like your eyes are just like, fuck. Ah. Insane. Um that was my only major complaint, but I don't think that really has anything to do with the um that that has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. I'm glad right. you brought that up because next time you got to tell your friend that's unacceptable or you're just not going with them because I would not accept. If I know my friend likes to do that, I'm like, yo, I'm sitting in a regular middle seat up top or we're not. You can sit down. Yeah, there, we're not going. Like, fuck but, it, not, yeah, like yeah, I can I'm go with you this. and you'll sit down there, but I'm not sitting down there with you because that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> that's so dumb. Anyway, that is what we doing. Uh, yeah, I, I I saw it in IMAX and it just Hans Zimmer's score, boys. It's about Hans Zimmer's score. This movie, holy crap, blew me away. Love Hans Zimmer. And, uh, love watching the behind the scenes stuff where he made his audio engineers go crazy getting certain sounds just right. Uh, I, I love that he dedicates himself to like the, the craft of making things sound otherworldly, right? I really felt like I was transported to another world with the help of his soundtrack. It was so bombastic. It just filled up the entire movie. And uh, it really accented everything so well. Like you have, uh, like, like, like uh, certain instruments from like the Middle East, certain instruments from parts of the world we're not too familiar with. He had stuff like like Tibetan throat singing. Um, when uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when the the Imperial I just Arnold love the main. I the main so theme good. drives me crazy. I love it. It's so good. It, it's, it's so, so good. good. All the all those beats, dude. And and let's talk about uh, you know, the, the cinematography as well. Holy crap, Denis Veneux works so well with his cinematographer. Every scene, every moment is a painting. I mean, you, you can just pause it, pluck it, and get it put on your wall. It's absolutely incredible. What did you guys Stop think of the scene? Pull it, twist it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, deserts for days. There's a reason it's called Dune. It's because it's all dunes. It's the just, only movie thirstier is Lawrence of Arabia. Oh my god! <laughs> Such a thirsty film. And by the time the second Dune comes out, they'll actually be the same length. Right? <laughs> For oh real. my god! Yeah. Four hours. Love it. Oh, what man. a 
Long film, man. Butts falling asleep in, in seats. <laughs> the uh, I, I love the the design in this movie, the industrial design, like the way the ships look, the way uh, the planet of Dune looked, like the, the main city on Arrakis, uh, the, the drop ships, the armor. I mean, everything was just otherworldly. It, it felt like, uh, and I hate to make this comparison, like if Star Wars was mature, like a mature so like if Star Wars grew older and had, and Star, had like Star, Star Wars is mature. It's <laughs> you know, it's it's power trade of Star Wars. You know, it's like Star Wars like grew up, right. had a smoking jacket, you know, was had like a nice like uh like a like sipping cognac in the corner. It's like, oh hello, come to my corner. I have a nice uh, smoking pipe for you here and here's what we I got. mean Star Wars is just like a dumb dune. Like a dumbed yeah. down dune. It's it's I mean Star without Wars Dune we wouldn't have Star Wars. That's fact. And you it's can know in fact one hundred percent. Um, it's I mean it's great. Star I mean Star Wars was meant to be for a broad audience. It was meant to be something for kids, and this is like, this is a movie that Dune is a movie you have to pay attention every second. If you miss yeah. one second, you're you're lost. Yeah, crazy. And uh, were, were you just guys... imagine somebody leaning over to you being like, "Well, what does he got to put his hand in the box for? I don't get it. What's the deal with the box?" Somebody tell me about the box. I, I have seen box. I have seen some comments and even some reviews where people like didn't Stupid. quite understand what was happening. They had to watch it twice. So did, did you guys find it? Well, I mean, that's crazy. Did you find it hard to follow? Um, uh, again, comparing it to Game of Thrones, I was watching it. Uh, I kind of understood what the tone was and that it was just going to be a huge exposition dump. And in the moment, a lot of times I didn't know what was happening. But as things built you started to feel and, and understand exactly what was going on. Like right. here's the deal. If you didn't understand what was going on in this movie, then this is not the kind of movie for you. Like Dune, Ooh. this movie is meant for people that really like sci-fi. They really like things that make their, that make them think um, and things that are, I guess, not, not dumbed down. It takes a high IQ to truly appreciate Dune. I'm like, if, <laughs> can't tell if people, being... people that don't like Dune, it, uh, can't follow Dune, are the people that aren't, are the kind of people that aren't going to like the movie anyways if they could follow it, I guess is what right. I'm saying. I, I, I agree um, with you there because I think those people are used to like certain other kinds of movies where, where to a fault, Hollywood uh, produces a lot of movies where they spell out a lot of things for the general audience. And because they do that, when people go into a movie like Dune, then you get certain reviews, certain tweets, certain... YouTube videos where it's just like, oh, it's kind of hard to follow, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you look back and those same people had a hard time following Game of Thrones. My, it's just my like, favorite yeah. thing it's, about it's, it's, it's not that hard to follow. And I don't know, I kind of can't, can't fault those people for coming in this movie and wanting to watch it because it looks cool because they're used to being spoon-fed, right? Like, they used to be like, here is right. the plot. Here is the, here is the, the story. Here's yeah. exactly what's happening in other movies. This is not here. a movie in the MCU. No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah ex exactly. It's, it's <laughs> like, even, you even like, no Eternals. You even, don't know. Even in, we'll even, even in Black Panther, the intro Black Panther has like spells out, oh, here, here's, here's how the meteor fails this, but, but the Jabari, like, you know, kind of, like uh, put themselves up in the mountains, and then when the Jabari like like came to, you had Queen Mother and and yeah. Shuri, like they were just like, is that the Jabari? Yes, I'm like, did the you Jabari. did you spell that out for the kid? Obviously, it's the Jabari. Like, what the fuck? That was weird. But it's like those little things in a movie that spell everything out for the audience. So when they come in and do it, they're just like, oh, how's the trade? Arcanine, uh, the spice. Oh, there's a oh my my my, my muggle brain. It's they really, too much. They really made it. They really made it work because they were able to give it a sense of scale. Like yes. when you see the fucking the emperor's army that gets recruited by the Harkonnens, you're like, okay, like I'm starting to see like how like how big 
the universe really is that the 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 emperor is man like he's beyond the scope of like perception mm-hmm. like we don't see him but we see his reach like it's a colorful metaphor <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think but it's, it's like smart. the editing of this movie the, the editing of this movie was great about what they what they decided to keep in because you can tell like you know hearing the conversations they put in you can tell that there is much more depth to everything that they're saying. And it's thinking about same thing as like uh, Lord of the Rings, right? If you like, I've read all three of Lord of the Rings books, but let's be honest, what's captured in the movie is only like half of the text. If that about what's there, because there's so much stuff. And even if you look at the the whole scope of middle earth, it's, it's nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, but the same thing, they give you enough that you know, what is happening with the main beat of the story. And that, the the fact they have that dense of dialogue and exposition they put in there, but they still it's all cohesive with yep. one main story that you know what's going on. It really wasn't until probably halfway through the movie that I like understood how everything like fits in together. That being said, I couldn't tell you anyone's name except for Paul and Duncan. Like <laughs> I couldn't tell you that, but I know. Yeah. But names, whatever. Like I know how they fit into the story and where, like how it all flows along. Um, and I think that's just a great job. They just did a great job with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, there's so many like standard aspects to, to the movie. It was definitely a thrill to see in IMAX. I did see it again at home on digital and I was glad that I saw it in the theater. I was just like, it, it's, it's, it's different in the movies. It, it, it really is. And uh, I really think movie studios now, uh, especially that we're still in a COVID world uh, when they really harp on people to go see their movie in the theaters, like don't just see it because you need to make your nut right. Like when other companies, right. you know, uh, you know, hit a butt by a mouse, are like, oh hey, you know, go, go see our movie in theaters because they need to make their nut. Not necessarily because they made it for the theater, but uh, Dini Villeneuve made this for the big screen. And mm-hmm. you can see it the way things are shot, the way things are presented, like the way things are framed. He shot it for a massive screen, and it was so dope seeing it there. Um, so some standout moments in in the movie. Uh, I like the concept of the Bene Gesserit, right? They're basically like like yeah. like an order, like a magical order. They're a right? whole. They're, they're like, like a whole race of Jean Greys. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty sick, and I like the concept of the voice, like like digging down deep into their like ancestral like a uh, plane where they can uh, uh, use this voice of the, the, their formers. Um, to make people like bend to, to to their will, and you see how it's used in this movie, like uh, especially the part where uh, where Lady Jessica and um, and Paul are kidnapped, and <laughs> one of the kidnappers was deaf. So like, all right, we have to like finesse these guys, but that one guy's deaf, so we have to use the other one. I, I love how how everything was kind of just planned. It wasn't just some dumb like, oh, let's just use our voice. Here we go, because yeah. there's a Marvel movie. They were like, yep, let's just beat him up and get on our way. But yeah. the way they had to get out of situations and think about certain things, even even thinking about how they have to get around on Dune, where Paul Atreides like saw some hollow tapes of like, oh, uh, the Fremen walk a certain way as to not upset the yeah, sandworms. They do that. They do that little sway. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's so Plastic. smart. It's like, yes, yeah, so we have to walk a certain way too. And his mom's like, all right, let's do it. And I thought that was there's so much like thought going into this movie and how they have to navigate Dune that this very hostile planet, uh, you know. Uh, Arrakis and I love that the planet Arrakis is like a character in itself you know it's so hostile yeah. and is inhospitable right especially when uh, uh, the, the wonderful scene where uh, the the sandworm attack on, on the, the harvester I really love that because it showed how uh, there's such a big scope of what 
House Atreides has to do. They have to go to this planet that's really hostile. They have to make friends with the uh, with the locals. They don't have to, but they do. And the Benny Jesuit can help that along. And I mean, um, they're they're literally demons of the sand. Yeah, like they'll. Oh, we had a a leg spike there. Anyway, but oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, but the sand moment where uh, where the the sand was about to attack the the sand crawler. I love it because uh, it, it shows the scope, right? Like they have to deliver all this spice to the emperor. How are they doing that? They show us with one harvester. Okay, here's one harvester. Here's kind of how much it costs to, for it to run. Here's kind of what it does. Here's how many people are on one of them. How massive it is. The uh, the, the the stuff that's involved in if there's a, a danger because the sand room, what they have to do. Just showing us that one thing gives us the grand scope. And, and also how Hark's house Harkening kind of like you know like really screw them over giving them not the best uh, machines they, yeah. they they kind of like neutered them a, a little bit with like taking a lot of the machines out of there but seeing that sandworm attack of it being i love how massive it was in the first place Dude, how you can see the, it under the yeah. sand the actual timing of that scene was amazing oh like God, so yeah. that's that's what what puts this movie and this story as a whole like apart from from other things and one of the real the reasons that like they took so much care with it is like that sand that that sandworm was coming for so long and it wasn't like you put that you put that in the hands of another director or something and that sandworm there's no there and there's like no lead up to it it just pops out of the sand and surprises everyone yeah this you saw it coming and it was like okay how are we going to deal with this let it build let it build let it build and And that was and that made the payoff so much better because we we saw it coming. And, you know, you see it coming from far away. You don't get that scale of how big it is until it's actually up on it. Yes. Um, but, like, that whole scene, the way that they let that whole sequence breathe, and there really wasn't much to it. It was a sandstorm. They landed it. Guys all of a sudden start climbing down from a ladder. Eventually they get up. But, like, it's not that dynamic. What was dynamic was the actual plot of that scene of what was happening the tension that you know that this thing is coming and it wasn't super over dramatized if any like it was just awesome they just let the awe of this massive creature coming out of the sand like do that was the spectacle what was there they didn't have to do anything fancy with it they just showed it and they gave enough time to build so that once it came out you were like Fuck yeah, that thing. <laughs> Fuck yeah, sandworm. Yeah, and like, and th- that's, that's what I showed up for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that suspense you're talking about is so prevalent in this movie. They do it so many times, and I really love that scene because like it gives you the scope of everything. I mean, it, even just like seeing it from from up top from the uh, uh, from uh, later ship. I, and, and also, I, I love the design of the ships are like dragonflies. I thought that, that was pretty sick. Oh, the um, ornithopters. Yeah, yeah, cool. it, was, it was pretty dope. And like you know how you know even though he's essentially like like the, the king of these people, like he's like no, I'm gonna go down there and save my people. Like every single yep. like one of, of of my house of Trades is precious. Like we're gonna go down there. And I thought that was so dope, especially uh, for 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 that that Fremen um, uh, judge uh, uh, person to see like oh wow, you're you're not like the Harkonnen at all. You're you're going down to save them. Oh okay, <laughs> this is okay. You're kind of a you got to like a different family i got you i got you um <laughs> stand up moments for you guys casey um the duncan fight scene where he's fighting to the death in the hallway nice um just a classic i mean i love the i've always loved the concept of the shields where you know if you move too fast it'll stop it or it'll slow projectiles down and then if something moves too slow it you know it goes it passes through um in the old movie, they just looked like big, like horrible CGI reflective. Oh, they were blocks. so bad. <laughs> they're really, so bad. they're really, really bad. 
Um, and yet, this movie, fucking incredible. Just, just the, like the sound they made when you hit them, the visual blur, like everything about them is just so cool looking. Um, and it's just a solid action scene. Just really, really good. It, it was really dope. It really showed his heroism, how much he cared for for Paul. Uh, yeah. Chris, standout moment for you. Uh, I really dug just the the siege of the city. I, nice. I thought that thing was 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 so good. And like again, what I, what I liked about the the whole movie as a whole is that like the characters themselves weren't over the top. Like everyone is a little bit just like almost mundane, but it's because they're only there and everything that happens is there to serve the plot, right? So even that siege was pretty, like, I want to say, like, a weird, unsettling quietness to it. Like, yeah, there was fightings and things like that, but was it super over the top? No. It was right. just, like, and it was slow, and it was there to set a specific mood, a specific tone. It was, uh, again, at times quiet uh, when it needed to be, at times loud when it needed to be. I just thought it was... It, was done super well uh, and uh, again it gave it enough time that it let that tension build so that once they finally escaped it was it was like earned mm -hmm. that dude that that whole siege was amazing like the, the, like this tragedy of this house falling at the hands of the emperor and them realizing what, what's happening to them because it's not just the seeds from house harkening like the, the emperor's wanting this too it's like damn he's really moving against us and you felt that despair that tragedy because like there, there's an innumerable odds against them they have harkening and they have uh, the uh, uh the imperial like what do they call it casey the the imperial soldiers i don't remember um sark sarkin sarkinids what is it Sar something yeah something like that they, they, they look closer to like vikings he's like when we, we, we cut over to 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 their world and they were getting ready for battle like their their leader looked like this viking dude and i loved how as they're preparing we're on this it, it seems so 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 alien these like like all these worlds and ships they look so alien but they're people i love how they're, they're humans but they seem so alien you know like yeah. you had this like uh this guy up top of a huge pillar like doing tibetan throat singing he's like <laughs> i was like this is so dope you have people like like upside down string out to string up like morty's on the on the Rick Dome with like their, their blood coming down and then like <laughs> yeah the Rick, you know the Mortys are getting stabbed on on the Rick Dome to be powered and just, <laughs> you know, how Mortys are a source of oh, power so ridiculous I was like oh look at all those Mortys being used as like like blood sacrifices and stuff like that and then each soldier <laughs> yeah. gets gets like a like a like a thumbprint of like blood on their on their face kind of like the 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 the, the um, Urukai in uh in receiving the hand of uh, Sauron yeah. right like the receiving the white hand of Sauron yeah. and worms are back on the menu boys <laughs> <laughs> so good uh what, what, what did you guys wow two Lord of the Rings references in one episode right. Lord of the Rings reference a Star Wars <laughs> reference I mean it, this is really good really good uh <laughs> sci-fi alex says dune best movie ever better than star wars definitely better than than the sequels and th this could be i mean we're beginning part two but it could be a, a good trilogy i'm, I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna call this could, a trilogy. he could do dune messiah he could do children of dune yeah. i like look as long as it's making money bro like and it, and it did they, they got the the best director for it, uh, the best uh, cinematographer. They got Hans Zimmer. The hell, I mean, they're just gonna win awards, dude. Just win awards after awards. Uh, uh, one, one, one of my favorite um, standout scenes for me, and because I didn't read uh, the the Dune books that came in blind, was the kind of the explanation of the Benny Gesserit. So you had yeah. uh, one of the head uh, witches for all intents and purposes. Uh, they've even like 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 called him a witch. 
Uh, like one of the guys yeah. in the House Harkonnen was just like, oh, we, we don't want to go to the wrong side of those witches. And I love how they're kind of like feared a little bit too because they have the voice, you know? Yeah. Like uh, they're just like, oh, we want to get on their bad side. We don't want to like, you know, break an alliance with them. They can make us tell the truth or, or do uh, whatever. Um, I, I like the scene where, where Paul is being tested, you know, where, where his mother's yeah. like, my mother's like, you know, do whatever she says. Uh, and like, just, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she, and, and then she tells, uh, the mother, uh, Lady Jessica to go outside and he's just like, you, you give her mother, my mother orders in her, in her own house. And she's like, come to me. And I love how, uh, Denis Villeneuve describes this whole, this, whoops. I love how, uh, Denis Villeneuve describes this whole thing as all, it's kind of like they're going into a trance or kind of like losing yeah. themselves and then coming awake again. And he talked about how he was trying to make it. Cause he was just like, if they did it where she said, command he kind of just did it it would kind of look wonky they want to make it kind of mystical so he kind of yeah. blacks out for a moment and he, he appears in front of her and she's like neil or sit down and he's like he's you? already done it yeah he's already he it. it's so and dude in in imax it was booming oh my yeah. god and chris at home for you too on your system it must have been booming as well Oh yeah, yeah, oh it was my good. God. I think by then I had already turned the bass. Down <laughs> You're like, this stuck. is going to Dune's going to destroy my home sister. Dude, I, was, this guy. I was worried about my neighbors. <laughs> so we, we started that movie late at night. Oh my god! <laughs> it was we were like, God damn, what the hell are they doing over there? Those, those crazy, sexy kids. What? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, dude, I, I I love that scene. Immediately, she's just like, put, put your hand in the box. Uh, he's like, oh, okay, whatever. What's in the box? Pain. And then she immediately puts like needle to his neck. I'm going to have the gum jabar. It's it's simple. Move out, move your hand out of the box, and you die instantly. And he's like, "What? <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, what?" <laughs> he's like, "What uh, you say?" I'm sorry. What? I gotta do what? Oh, sneeze, God. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, he looked at the door over for his mom. I'm like, oh, don't worry about her. <laughs> she told you to obey me. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna do it. You know. <laughs> don't look at her. Look at me. Yeah. Look at her. Look at me. No one's <laughs> gonna look at her. No one's gonna get past your mother. Don't don't even try to call for the guards, boy. Like you're you're here with me. <laughs> like like come on. None. And and I love it too because he has his gift, this power. He's almost seen as this like this like messiah figure because uh but back on Arrakis on Dune with the Fremen they have kind of this like uh, this premonition this um like mystical mystical thing of like oh someone's gonna come an outsider's gonna come to save us. Everybody's right? got a prophecy. Yeah, uh, Casey, isn't it isn't it called something their uh, their prophecy? Yeah. The the Kwisatz Haderach? Yeah, the Kwisatz Haderach. Yeah, that. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so rude the Fremen. <laughs> They're like, hey, man, that's our religion. Such <laughs> How an dare easy you? joke. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah, and, the, and like, and, and the Bene Gesserit kind of like go to Arrakis ahead of time before Atreides, like, Atreides go there, and they're like, oh, it's going to be this guy, you know what I mean? It's going to be him, look out for this boy, yada, yada. And uh, he's just, and, and, and Paul's just like not doubt. He doesn't want to be the head of House Atreides. He doesn't want to be this so-called the one, you know? And I love the scene from Oscar Isaac in the trailer where he's just like, you know, I didn't want to be the head of our house. And Paul's like, really? You never told me that. He's like, yeah, you know, like my dad said this and that, but, uh, you know, now I stand in their place and I tried it on. So so maybe if you tried, uh, you know, it, like we'll see, you might grow into it. But if your answer is no, you'll be the only thing I ever asked you to be, my son. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so Yeah, good. little tears. Uh, <laughs> that so, was bro. That did, was not an easy scene to watch did, for did, me. did you tear up? I did. I did I, me too. I did. It was. It was. God damn it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was the ten. It was a tender moment. Yeah. 
real tender. It was really good. It hit in the trailer. It hit in the theater. It, like some people were clapped because <laughs> this is like you, you felt like Oscar Isaac is such a great actor. You you feel yeah, the warmth from from Lady Atreides, dude. Like he he meant that. He's like he's like listen. When I was in your shoes, I don't want to be the head of the house either. But it, it's kind of gonna fall to you. You know, but if not, then hey, you're like you're you're, you're still like everything I want you to be. You've grown up to be what, what you wanted. You know, your mother's a happy boy. with you. You're my boy, my, my beautiful boy. My boy, my boy. <laughs> you're my beautiful boy. But uh, let's let's get some 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 last thoughts in here. So, um, toward towards the end of the movie, uh, Paul is thinking, well. I keep having these premonitions of this girl, uh, Zendaya, uh, Chani, and eventually he meets her, and he's just like, yo, I've been having visions of not only you giving me a weapon, uh, you killing me, <laughs> so it seems, uh, or and help I'll, me out. Maybe we kissed, question mark? Yeah, maybe, maybe we kissed a little bit. Let's call program. Does it mean we can make out? Sure. <laughs> um, so well, uh, well, what did you guys, uh, well, let me ask Chris, what did you think of the, of the visions? Because it looks like she either kills him, helps him, or maybe he's seeing multiple future. Is he seeing the future, multiple future? Or what do you think about the visions that leads to the end of the movie? Uh, I'm going to give us the hat trick with the Lord of the Rings uh, because there's definitely visions in like Fellowship that they're like, oh, what's going on here? And then they uh, they pay off in later movies. Uh, and I was like, every time they did, I was like. We're not going to see that in this movie. I already see this as chapter one. This is definitely. What do you mean? I gotta wait three years to find the answer to this question. A hundred percent. Um, I was like, this is definitely like none of this is going to pay off in this movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's again. I don't know this story. I I liked it. I dig it. Love the movie. I don't know where it's going to land. Uh, but I'm having fun watching it. So I don't know. Whatever. Visions. Cool. That's just the part of the story. Yeah. And again, like everyone, like the only people, the only person that had any personality in this movie was friggin' Aquaman. Like it, no one else had any personality, <laughs> but it was okay again because it serves the the any any the characters with personalities must immediately be killed off. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's because yeah. everything that happens serves the the purpose, serves the world. There's a reason for it. So like I'm on board. Whatever happens to these visions. I'm down for it. Yeah, in case yep. this movie, a lot of people like they bite the dust. Yeah, I mean, don't get attached. You know, it's a we're talking. It's an interstellar conflict between houses. You know, um, people. I'm trying to think. By the end of the story, not a lot of these people are going to end. <laughs> it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, but you know, look, that's political intrigue for you. So, uh, final thoughts on this movie. It was great. Uh, can't wait for a part two. I think there were, it was a severe missed opportunity um, to not have filmed this Lord of the Rings style where you could just back to back it year by year if you really wanted to. Um, but then the studio was already kind of taking a risk on it. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say. I feel like um, Villeneuve has definitely proven his worth as a filmmaker where oh, yeah. like everything he's done is like striking gold. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I heard this funny comparison, um, between him and Christopher Nolan, um, which I think is a good, a good note to leave on is that Christopher Nolan makes films for himself that he thinks he will like. Whereas Dennis Villeneuve makes films for himself that he knows everyone will like. True. 
So. Very, very true. Especially prevalent in, with with uh, Tenet. Like I always describe uh, Tenet as uh, Christopher Nolan farting into a wine glass and telling us to smell it. Right. <laughs> it's my that's my short review for for, for Tenet. But uh, Dedina Vigna, I mean, I mean, like Arrival, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Sicario, like the, the, all these movies were bangers. Uh, Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal, Prisoners, like all, every movie he makes has been a banger. Especially the most he recent don't movies. miss. Yeah, especially the most recent movies have great cinematography, great intrigue. Each movie has a bit of intrigue in it, um, and I think he hit it here in Dune as well. And in case, yeah, I, I think the studio was kind of waiting on to see how Dune does because it is a crazy concept because you think about it like when they when they pitch these movies right like even even up there you know the big fat cats in Hollywood are just like you know not the most like you know sci-fi bound they have to understand what they're being pitched as well so they're probably like okay we'll see if audiences will gravitate to this because this is a right. lot for them to take in and we'll see how this does to green light it but yeah I agree that they they uh they should have done the Lord of the Rings things where they kind of filmed it back to back like giving us more but I do think the studio was just like we have to see how this does. Maybe it does well. Like we kind of like it. We 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 know like Vin, uh, Danny Villeneuve is bankable. We know all these other actors are definitely bankable. They will put butts in seats, but how will the audience take it? And I'm glad to to see that mostly everybody likes it. I, I've I haven't really seen a bad movie re- review or or a take on social media. And even if it is, it's something just like, well, it was kind of hard to understand, but I like the movie. Come on. You know, I, I've, I, I've seen that where, you know, it's kind of hard to, to take in because there's a lot going on, but they it was made, a good they movie. They made this more digestible than it had any reason to be. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, when this was coming out, they were still saying how impossible it is to make this a coherent movie. They're like, you know, that movie back in the day, the series kind of did its job, but to put it for modern day audiences, people thought it would fail because of modern day audiences because yep. they wouldn't be able to digest it. And I do think the modern day audience is a bit smarter than audiences of, of yesteryear. You got to give people more, more credit. Um, I mean, we were able to digest Game of Thrones, uh, but I do think I, I really, I really enjoyed this movie personally. Seeing the IMAX was fire. Um, I hope to see more. I love sci-fi. This was in the thick of sci-fi. I mean, everything about it, like between like the industrial design of the ships, the world, oh, the world building. I felt like I was, I Incredible. was transported. Right, Chris, just transported to another place. Ab- absolutely, I think I yeah. keep telling people see this movie. It's worth it. People are like, "Hey, you saw you, you see that movie, Dune?" Like, because some people are still on the fence of like, it looks really heavy sci-fi. I'm like, "Yes, it is, but it is digestible." I, I enjoyed it. I know everybody else uh, that mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it too. It will take you away from your your current state, and especially now we're still you know going on during a pandemic here in the year 2021. Um, you know, the year of the Lord. Uh, and it will it will take you out of you know all all that funk and all that you know like new normal stuff that we're going through right now, and I think everybody will enjoy it. Uh, at the end of the movie, we see Paul Atreides going to the desert with Zendaya and the Fremen, seeing how his path does lead into the desert, and he sees someone riding on a sandworm. I'm like, are the Fremen? Yeah. they ride sandworms. Oh what? yeah, that's it's one of the mo- it's one of the most famous like images of the original film. Really, it's him rent. It's like. You know, when people think of Dune, it's like, what do you think of? It's like everybody's in tight black leather, Sting is in his underwear, and they ride the worm. Like that's <laughs> ride that's the worm. The they ride the worm. Big slurm. <laughs> ride the worm. 
That's what we're going to refer when the second movie comes out Slurp, and you're, you're, you're trying to figure McKenzie. out whether or not someone's seen it. You're going to be like, yo, did you ride the worm yet? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yo, you ride the worm? Yo, that's good. I like that. Yo, you ride the worm? <laughs> ride the worm, my guy. Let's go. HBO, yo. pay this man. What a tagline. <laughs> yo, dude. Oh, man, dude, Duna was just, just, just so good. I can't wait to see uh, where what's going to happen. Also, um, quick, quick uh, final thought here. Um, did you guys, there was, there was some contention online with where and how it ended did you guys like or dislike how it ended with them walking off into the desert like that in the movie ending because there's a lot of people on social media who either didn't like it has a potential where uh their 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 argument is wow that kind of cut off abruptly it's not like lord of the rings or some of the other uh you know sci-fi and fantasy trilogies or some people were just like you know what it was fine what do you think chris it was exactly like the end of yeah, Fellowship Ring. So the funny thing—all they that, do in Fellowship is walk. <laughs> absolutely, and they just—it was a logical stopping point where the characters have now parted in some ways or the uh, some way or the other and gone off. It exactly reminded me of uh when the when fellowship of the ring the extended edition came out um that summer i was at my family's summer house and uh, we had some friends that were staying down my aunt was there too and my aunt stayed up with us until two in the morning watching the entire thing the movie ends and she goes they didn't even get to the fucking mountain are you kidding me? I just stayed up for three hours watching that, and I don't oh, even oh. see the end. We're like, yeah, there's two more. She was oh, living. No. And I was like, oh, man. Had I not seen the fact that it said Dune Chapter 1 at the beginning of that, I would have been so pissed. The fact right. that I did see it, I was like, this is it's a absolutely logical next step. They kind of concluded that one first like main thing. Okay, we've introduced these characters. Put them where they, are, where they need to be. Now let's blow it up and give them something to do and that's exactly where this ended and i think i thought it was the perfect ending for yeah. where this needed to be I about you casey i absolutely agree i mean uh, the only thing that could have been better is uh is if they had obi-wan kenobi saying paul these are your first <laughs> steps. like that's exactly like what it is like he's he's become a member of, you know, a member Ride of the, the sandworms, He's He's ready to embrace his two destinies. Like, that's fucking Paul Atreides. That's the Muad'Dib. Yeah. That's it. Not it's just great. one destiny. This guy's got two destinies. <laughs> just how deep Dune is. He's just loaded with destiny, this man. It's it's so good. He's got all the, the DLCs and everything. But uh, <laughs> guys, that was our movie review of Dune. I think we all liked it here, all the different aspects of it. it was, it's a beautiful movie. It's brilliant. Uh, if you have time to see it, definitely make time to see it. You will enjoy it, in our opinion. But guys, uh, let us know what you thought of Dune. Comment below. Let us know. And we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.